And welcome to Tackle the Board. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter. And my co-host, Russ Reese, the Vegas line reader, also on today. Hey, Russ, how are we doing today? Feeling good, man. Another great weekend. I, mean, I think we've cashed every single weekend so far. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's unreal. Literally every week, not even including the picks that we put out there that we really like on the Discord, of course, that you can join. Use the code mm-hmm. EBOM. You get 10% off with that as well. But the pl- uh, picks we've been putting out here for the most part, they've been winning. The leans have been great. Yeah. I know I'm 4 and uh, the last four uh, Revenge Tour games I've had have been 4 and 0. So we've been nice. cooking, Ross. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I feel like every time I talk about, I was talking about all those boring unders just talking on the show, and I'm like, I'm just watching the games. I'm like, these unders are hitting easily. It was like the Browns last week and the Vikings. It was like 14 to 7. I'm like, I knew the Browns were going to come back. Rex Ryan was bashing them on ESPN. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, now these guys are ready to play. So, Um, But other than that, the weekend was great. Hit college, all my college football plays, Minnesota, North Carolina. Yep. And then uh, we both loved uh, for the NFL. We both had the Cowboys and the Chargers. Those yep. were easy winners. And uh, I think who, another one you had, you had Washington. Too, Washington right? as well. That was a little yeah, nail biter. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a scary one. But hey, bad teams find ways to lose. And that's what the Falcons do. So. No, you're absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy week as far as the NFL goes. I know my college football week got real crazy. Uh, I started off a little slow, but at the mm-hmm. end, I ripped off like five, six in a row. So that was pretty good. Uh, just taking a little bit of a small hit, but NFL was another winning NFL week once again. So nice. uh, uh, pr- pretty much un- I've been undefeated against the spread this year. I lost Sex, one okay. player prop. That's That was my only loss this year. So I'm two and one in the player props. But as far as against the spread, I've been perfect for you guys. If you're on the Discord, you've been getting these games. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, we're going to keep dominating again. Did a lot of homework again this week and uh, feeling good. Yeah, man, absolutely. I cannot wait to dive into this card. But without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, Thursday night football. We got the LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks, Russ. Uh, it is a two and a half spread. Uh, Seahawks again, two and a half. And the total is 54, uh, 54 and a half. I like the Rams here. Uh, they're going to be pissed off coming off that upset loss last week to the Cardinals. Um, if the car, if the Rams are as elite as I think they are going to be, um, they shouldn't lose this game. I mean, losing two games in a row to the division, that's going to be tough. So definitely going to be playing hard in this game. Uh, the Rams only put up 20 points last week. So the offense should be bouncing back to uh, Rams defense will also be too much for Russell Wilson here. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, three games last year versus the Rams, averaged 216 passing yards in those games. So give me the Rams here, 27 to 20. I'll take them here. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Russ. I love this game. Rams are coming off a loss against the Cards. I like them in the spot. McVay has been really great against Seattle in his career, covering eight of his last nine games against the Seahawks with a lot of wins under the belt. So, uh, He's had the best of the Seahawks, and this hasn't been the best Seahawks team that we've seen in a while. Now mm-hmm. you're getting a Seahawks team that just came off a very nice win, and it's kind of like the reversal of the roles here. It's it's a it's you know it's a public perception that we're looking at. Russ, this is very popular with the NFL games uh, at minus two and a half for the the Rams. I absolutely love it. Uh, Thursday night games, I'm not the biggest fans of typically, but this one I love the spot for the Rams, so I'm there with you as well. Yeah, that's that's what makes me nervous about the Rams here. Since you always tell you like I hate these Thursday games, I'm like, oh man, maybe I should just lay off of this one. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I just talked to Anthony right now. He's having a little technical difficulty right now. We'll be uh, okay. seeing him soon enough. But uh, the show must go on, as well, they say. We'll be spitting out winners until he's ready. That's fine. Yeah, fair enough. We'll be rising and firing. We have no problem doing that. Uh, yeah, so the next game we got right here is the New York Football Jets at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are a three-point favorite. The over-under is 46, Russ. I like the over in this game. Uh, the first three games for the Jets were against the Patriots, the Panthers, the Broncos. All those teams play good defense. So Zach Wilson looked a lot worse than he really is. Um, he showed last week playing against an average defense that he can put up points. Um, now he gets to face the weak Falcons this week. Uh, their defense should be able to get in the 20s here at least for uh, the Jets. Uh, the Falcons have played two games at home also. Um, where they average just 18 points per game. So on the Falcons side, uh, the Falcons should be putting up points here. The Falcons averaged 26 points per game last year at home. Um, so I think we're buying low here on the Falcons. I think this is a good spot for them at home to put up points. So I see a 27-21. Uh, this just gets over, but I do like the over here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, checking in, Martin checking in and said, hello from New Jersey. Well, hello. We're from New oh, Jersey yeah. as well. Jersey Thanks boy. For supporting over here. We appreciate it. Thank you, Martin. But uh, as far as this game goes, uh, I like where your head's at with the over. Um, Falcons defense isn't that good. The Jets defense isn't all that great as well. I actually am leaning more the Jets on this side. Uh, mm -hmm. I think they're starting to find a little something here with the Jets. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but we talked about many weeks that the Falcons are just not a good team. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could even look at week one against the Eagles where they got smashed. They, they just have not been good. And uh, the Falcons, they've been terrible as favorites. They're one in five against the spread in their last six games as a favorite. Uh, if I'm getting at least three points with the Jets here, I'm all about that. So give me the Jets plus three. Yeah, and I totally messed up here because I'm talking about how good the Falcons are at home, actually, but I forgot that this game isn't at home this week. So um, still good for both teams, though, as they're going to be playing this game uh, overseas now. Um, I totally forgot all about that. So still an over type of game for me, and I am uh, leaning on your side, too, with the Jets. I think this is a good, uh, nice little spread for them. I could see them just winning two games in a row, but I don't really see them doing much this season, but... This seems like a spot where they could just win a couple in a row and they'll probably lose a bunch more games later in the season. Um, so definitely a good spot here for the Jets. Yeah, no problem there. So we just covered the Thursday game, the London game right now. Exactly. And now we're going to have our DFS guy here, Anthony Servino. He's going to nice. be breaking down another great DFS week. Anthony, how are we doing today? What's going on, guys? How are you? Fantastic, man. Another, good, another man. winning week in uh, football. Can't argue. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, as a Cowboys fan, I, I honestly couldn't be happier. Oh, absolutely. That was our favorite play of the week. I mean, oh, we put great. our fandom to the side over here, Anthony. Yeah, We're all yeah he's, got, he's got the Giants next week, so he's going to be happy again next week. So. Hopefully, you know, hopefully. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Carolina, they made the move. I, I think Carolina is smart if, you know, trading for Stefan Gilmore. And, you know, mm -hmm. last week trading for C.J. Henderson, they know losing. I think they lost Horn a couple weeks ago. And, that, and after right. a couple of good weeks, that's, this defense looks completely different. And they mm -hmm. need to patch it up, uh, you know, and Stephon Gilmore, once he's able to return, I, I think week seven, uh, it's going to mm. look completely different in Carolina. Definitely. And hopefully they get McCaffrey back too, right? Mm. Yeah. So I saw uh, last week you called out uh, Hertz. He actually had a great game as they didn't punt once in that game. So that was a good pick. 
Yeah, um, and Hurts all week? season long, I believe he's had over 20 fantasy points in every game. Yeah, exactly. Got any uh, quarterbacks that you love this week? Quarterbacks that I love this week, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, right now he looks like he he's more or less matchup proof. He's getting Cleveland, and, and as good as Cleveland's pass rush is, I do think that secondary uh, has a ways to go, and they're going to be really tested in Cleveland. So if you want to pay up for a quarterback, 77 on uh, FanDuel, 6,800 um, on DraftKings, but I think the play of the week, and I wrote him up in a, in a sleepers column uh, that I do. Daniel Jones going against my Cowboys. You know, Daniel Jones is another one of those quarterbacks. He's had over 20 fantasy points in all but one game. I think the Falcons were the mm. team that shut him down. But other mm. than that, he's getting it done with his legs and his arms. And now they get the Cowboys. And as good as this defense is playing right now, uh, Dallas is getting leads. And we're seeing a lot of garbage time production. Like DJ Moore, I believe he had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That game was already put away. So I'm expecting a lot of garbage time production out of Daniel Jones. Nice. I was looking uh Trey Lance. I was curious if you would mm. throw him in here to get some value pretty quick at only 5,700 I see him at this week. I like Trey Lance and I like the price, but he's only mm-hmm. $300 cheaper than uh, than Daniel uh, Jones, Daniel Jones yeah. uh, at, at DraftKings. And at least we know what Daniel Jones can do. Trey Lance can come out and look really good and, and look as advertised. But then Trey Lance can also come out and see that front seven and Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt and, and you know, who does it? Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons back-to-back top 10 picks in the past two NFL drafts, and they can give him some fits. So I I would rather go with the sure thing in Daniel Jones. Plus, I I feel like a lot of people are going to go Trey Lance, and he's going to become very chalky in GPPs. There's no. Actually, I want to get into another quarterback as well. You talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm basing this purely on a sports betting uh, line for the most part. But uh, the Vikings, they are now an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. They only have one win on the season. This is a game that the Vikings really need to take control of and just you know step on the throat of the Lions right here. Could Kirk Cousins have a really big game this week? You know, the matchup is there, certainly against the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm not sure what the what the total is off the top of my head, but this is a game that I can probably see going over rather easily. Uh, and, and Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, he had a little bit of an off week last week, and this is the right spot for him to bounce back against Detroit. Yeah, so at the, it's currently at 49 and a half, so that is pretty high. And, and it's, it's in of- Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Cousins in his career, uh, over 20, uh, right around 24.9 fantasy points per game against the Lions. Uh, His uh, three out of his last four, uh, over 23, including two games over 30. Oh, wow. And that's as a member of the Vikings. I'm looking at uh, these running backs this week for DFS, and it looks like about 10 of the top 15 guys <laughs> all have a questionable next to them. any guy uh, that you would just say to avoid this week? Uh, let's see. Running backs that I don't like this week. Wow. Um, Najee Harris. Uh, and you would think the matchup is there against Denver because of Baltimore round, ran down their throats. But Baltimore runs on everybody. Uh, Denver's defense is, is pretty good. They're getting the Steelers. I actually, this is, this is a smash under game. It's probably around 40 points, 41 points. 
Uh, ben Roethlisberger is a little bit banged up. So in theory, Najee Harris is going to see a ton of touches. And a couple weeks ago, Najee Harris returned maximum fantasy value. At, you know, he had like 400 targets and I'm obviously exaggerating, but he had a, like over 20 targets. And that's because Big Ben can't push the ball downfield. So if it's not Big Ben, I, I think there's going to be, whether it's Mason Rudolph or probably Dwayne Haskins, and, and if one of them ends up starting, I don't, I don't think we're going to see as many check downs. So I'm kind of fading Najee Harris. I, I think for, at 6,900, uh, you could save a lot of money and go to Trey Sermon for 5,000 at uh, DraftKings. There's a uh, running back that I'm looking at as well. Uh, Tennessee's defense hasn't been all that great. Uh, James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars, somebody that they kind of want to feed the ball to. What are your thoughts on him? I wasn't a big James Robinson guy coming into the season, and he was great last year. But they, you know, they drafted uh, Travis Etienne, brought in Carlos Hyde, and this looked like James Robinson. And even in redraft leagues, we were drafting James Robinson like we, he was going to be in a timeshare. Then we see Etienne go down, and then three weeks into the season, they deactivate Carlos Hyde. And once again, James Robinson is getting everything in this backfield. And since they've been featuring James Robinson the past two games, Trevor Lawrence looks better, especially last week. Like Trevor Lawrence was pretty efficient, scored a mm -hmm. couple of touchdowns on the ground. So if they run this offense through J-Rob, it's going to continue to look a lot better as the season goes on. And James Robinson, 20.6 uh, last week, 25.4 uh, in week three and they were both against you know cincinnati and arizona they're pretty good defenses they're not great but you know they're at least middle of the pack nice yeah i'm gonna move to your favorite position uh the tight end man it just keeps getting worse and worse so <laughs> see there you got hunter henry's down there 3700 and conklin he's at 3500 seems like some pretty easy matchups i wasn't sure if you liked either of those guys uh, the tight end I'm really looking at is mm -hmm. Dalton Schultz staying in this Cowboys-Giants uh, wow. matchup. Dalton Schultz has come out of nowhere uh, this season. And really last year when Blake Jarwin was injured, uh, Dalton Schultz had a pretty good year, especially when Dak was in for the first five games. Uh, and now we're picking up in 2021. And, you know, including myself, I had Dalton Schultz ranked ahead of I mean, Blake Jarwin ranked ahead of Dalton Schultz. And now we're heading into week five and Dalton Schultz is dominating the snap share, running more routes and, you know, scoring touchdowns, showing his rapport with Dak Prescott. And, and the Giants are not that good against the tight end. They're one of the bottom 12 teams in fantasy points allowed. Uh, and I can see Dalton Schultz scoring again this week. There's actually a tight end that I'm looking at here. I think he's kind of just a safety blanket nowadays, but Gusecki for the Miami Dolphins. I think Joby, Jacoby Brissett, uh, this seems like a really good spot for him. What are your thoughts on him? Listen, Gusecki was a nice play last week. And, and you know, one of the, I have a revolving co host chair on my show, and uh, he was saying that this is a Gusecki week because Jacoby Brissett, his overutilized the tight ends in Indianapolis, and that's going to be the safety blanket. And, and that made all the sense in the world. And, and in the past two games with Jacoby Brissett, uh, Gusecki, uh, 12 targets week three, six targets last week, and obviously returned uh, five receptions at a touchdown, 57 yards. But back-to-back -back weeks with Jacoby Brissett finishing as a top seven uh, fantasy tight end with over 16 fantasy points in both of those games. So, yeah, you know, at Gusecki's price point, I, I think he's in pretty good shape, at least until Tua comes back. Mm-hmm. As far as the defenses go, I know there's always chalk at the top and everything like that. 
But after watching that Chargers defense on Monday night, uh, I mean, just the eyeball test for the most part, they were getting after it a lot. I mean, I don't know if it was just mm-hmm. bad coaching based on Gruden for the most part, but do you think um, them being kind of a lower amount for the most part, uh, do you think that's a good play for the Chargers this week against the Browns? I like the Chargers defense, but the Browns are one of those teams like Baltimore. No matter how good your front seven is, they're going to continue to run. They'll eventually wear you down and and break off. I don't mind the Chargers, but my defensive play, if you don't want to spend anything and and build your rosters elsewhere, uh, the Raiders against Justin Fields. Uh, there is no David Montgomery this week. He's going to miss about five to seven weeks uh, with the injury he suffered last week. And not that Damian Williams isn't a capable backup, but he is nowhere near uh, David Montgomery, especially at this point. So you have a rookie starting quarterback. You have Allen Robinson, who can't get out of his own way. Uh, Cole Komet looks like a bust right now. Uh, their, their most productive offensive player outside of David Montgomery, who's hurt, is uh, Darnell Mooney. And again, Justin Fields, and they can't really block. Um, like, this should be a, a smash spot for this Raiders defense. All right. So uh, now we're just looking at, you know, just pretty much how we're going to start our lineups this week. You know how we always do. We do QB, running back, wide receiver. Who are our must get play play guys pretty much to uh, start this week? Uh, I'm going to roll out uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. Uh, I I like the price point and I love the matchup uh, going against Dallas. Uh, at the running back position, if you want to go for a value play, uh, I like Trey Sermon, and obviously you're going to pivot off of him if Elijah Mitchell comes back. But Trey Sermon, you know, he scored the touchdown two weeks ago. Uh, last week he was pretty efficient, and now that he's going against Arizona. You know San Francisco. This defense is not the same as it was under Robert Sala, so the best way to keep the ball out of Kyler's hands is by featuring the running game even more than they normally do. So I love Trey Sermon as a 5K a value play and I would keep you know paying up for Derrick Henry uh it's week after week and Derrick Henry is returning maximum value and now he's getting the Jacksonville Jaguars another smash spot a team he normally absolutely destroys uh, if you want to go to the wide receiver position uh, I, I would look at either Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb from Dallas. They're not going to throw the ball a ton, uh, but one of these guys are, are going to find the end zone or, or get the yards. And, and really, Amari Cooper, for the upside he brings, he's only priced at 6100 at DraftKings. Uh, people are kind of in on Odell Beckham Jr. I'm completely out. He's been a disappointment without Jarvis Landry the past two weeks. Uh, and, and now he's getting the chargers. It's a pretty good secondary uh, as we were talking about earlier. So I would actually avoid Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pay up a little bit for Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had a big game last week, uh, completely overshadowed Mike Williams, who's been off to a good start. And I think this could be a matchup where they continue to feature uh, Keenan Allen and then out at the tight end position. Uh, if you want to go to a mid-range player, I would look at Schultz, as we talked about. If you want to go for an expensive option, maybe this is a George Kittle week going against Arizona. And if you want to go to, for a really cheap value option, Evan Ingram, because Dallas is pretty soft against the tight end. Yeah, I know. As far as that Henry play, when you see all that red with the questionables, you know, just go with old reliable Henry, it seems like. Yeah. But uh, I want to thank you again for coming on, Anthony. Absolutely. Where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru and my show at the FF Faceoff and FFFaceoff.com. All right, man. Let's go. Thanks make a lot, that Anthony. Thank you. Have a good week, guys. All right, thank you, you too, man.
All right, that's Anthony Servina, uh, our DFS guy coming in. So ready to roll with some DFS. And speaking of keeping it rolling right now, let's keep rolling with these Ooh. games for the NFL, Russ. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to roll, man. Uh, speaking of a game here, you got the Miami Dolphins at the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks are laying 10 points. The over-under is 48. Where are we going, Russ? Uh, I like the Bucks here. Uh, the Bucks are coming off two games where the offense didn't do much at all. Uh, they scored 17 points last week, 24 points the week before that against the Rams. But those were two tough road games. So now they get to come back home uh, facing the Dolphins, who actually have uh, last week. I saw Byron Jones actually got hurt, one of their solid cornerbacks. Um, so that's going to be trouble for the Dolphins. Brady loves to pick apart weakness in the defense. So he may not play this game. And Brissett, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL right now, averaging 4.9 yards per attempt. That's worse than the Oof. NFL. Bucks secondary is their weakness, but Dolphins aren't going to be able to take advantage of that weakness. I'll take the Bucks here 34 to 17. All right. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of back and forth on this game. Personally, not a game I really liked that much. I mean, we saw Tampa Bay last week. This is the public perception like we talked about before. They played that close game. Uh, everyone took the Bucks, and they didn't cover that game. It was a sloppy reigning game. Uh, the defense actually played really well for the Patriots for that game for the most part. Uh, I think you got me convinced with the Bucks, Russ. I'm not going to lie. I think this is a very good spot where a lot of people are going to take the Dolphins just based on being disappointed with the Bucks before, and this could be a you know bounce-back game for against the spread. So uh, I, I'll side with you with the Bucks, but this, this is kind of a game I'm probably going to stay away from for the most part. Mm -hmm, definitely yeah, i'll probably stay away from this game but if i were to lean aside definitely taking the bucks here yeah so the next game is the green bay packers at the cincinnati Bengals. the Bengals are getting three points the over under is 51 and a half russ what are we doing here um i like the over here i mean uh both teams they have average defenses right now and both offenses have a lot of weapons so Bengals' highest amount of points that they've given up in their four games is 24 um, so this is definitely going to be the best offense that they faced with Rodgers. Um, then the Packers defense, they faced uh, Winston, Goff, Garoppolo, Big Ben, all average to below average quarterbacks. Burrow is better than all those quarterbacks. Um, he should be able to put up points. This is a non-conference game. Um, so the defense probably won't show up for both teams. I think this goes way over. I say 34 to 30 here. Yeah, could not agree more. Love the over here. Uh, I think it's an automatic smash play over uh, over on the uh, 51 and a half. Uh, if I had to lean aside, I probably would lean Green Bay because I think this could be kind of the game where Rodgers could really go off here for the most part. Uh, a lot of people are falling in love with that Bengals team. People aren't taking the Packers. You know, they're not real big public darling, if you will, this year with all the mess that's been going on with them for the most part with the whole Aaron Rodgers saga and everything like that. I would lean Green Bay, but that over, I'm right there with you. I love it. Definitely. So the next game is the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are getting four points. The over-under is 48 and a half. I'll take the Titans here. Uh, just seems like another spot. The Titans need to bounce back, losing to a bad team in the Jets last week. You don't really see uh, an average to a good team like the Titans lose two games in a row to two terrible teams. So um, Jaguars did last week. They proved that they're a bad team. They went up and then what bad teams do is they know how to blow games and lose it at the end. So Jaguars are just not a good team. I'll trust the Titans here. Probably not 
I mean, the wide receivers are banged up for the Titans, but I think they may play uh, Jones and Brown. Um, so I'm a little iffy about this game, but I think the Titans squeak it out 27 to 20. Yeah, the Jags are going to have a really hard time with Henry, and Tannehill's mm-hmm. still serviceable. He's still got a good arm. He can run with his, you know, the legs and everything like that. I like the over a lot, honestly. I think you're going to get more production from this Jaguars offense now, uh, especially with Lawrence trying to feel it. He's been getting some really good throws. Uh, I think James Robinson's going to be a really good play as well. Uh, we talked with Anthony before that I brought up. I feel like he could have a really good spot here. And Tennessee's defense hasn't really been that good. And they're going to put up points as well. So I'm more on the over 48 and a half. Uh, I think I think this could be like a 34 to like 27 kind of game, give or take. That's so that's what kind of what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. So the next game is the New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. The Texans are plus eight and a half. The over under us. 39 and a half. Where yeah, are we going with this? Exactly. That's This is a team total here. I'm going to take the under on the Texans 15 <laughs> points. Yeah, there's the Patriots defense. They're going to be motivated. They're now one and three on the season. So this is not good for the Texans. So the Patriots actually impressed me last week with how their defense played. Um, Patriots are fourth in NFL and passing yards allowed. And now they get the face, actually the worst quarterback in the NFL. I think worse than Brissett here, uh, 24, 13 type of game here. Give me the Texans under 15 points, because if the Texans do score over the 15 points, I feel like the Patriots won't cover that spread because it's going to be such a low scoring game. So I'm just going to root completely against the Texans to score under the 15 points. Russ, I love these kind of games. You get these low over-unders <laughs> and high spreads. Yeah. It, you only can go one way, Russ, yeah. and that's the under and yeah. the favorite. Like you said, the Patriots are going to lay the smack down on them on defense. They're, they, they're not doing that well this year. They need to make a statement. Belichick's – the team looked pretty good against the Bucs. They did not look mm-hmm. bad at all. Uh, I, think, I think this could be a really, really ugly game. Uh, it's low because, like you said, the Texans are not going to really score here. <laughs> and Matt Jones looked pretty decent. He did not look terrible. Uh, the defense looked really well for the Patriots. Uh, give me the Patriots minus the eight and a half and the under 39 and a half. I can't believe I'm saying I'm going mm-hmm. under with a 39 and a half, but we will take it to the nice bank. little same game parlay there. Absolutely. We can bank on that. Probably, no probably, probably same game parlay. Just take every under for every single uh, player on the Texans and uh, you'll make some money. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be one (laughs) ugly game that hopefully we will not see. (laughs) So the next game is the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. The over under is 49 and a half for us. Yeah, I got the Vikings here. Um, Another spot here. We got the Lions, bad team catching a terrible spot. Uh, Vikings are coming off a game where they actually only scored seven points last week. So Um, Dalvin Cook, he only had 34 rushing yards in that game. He's banged up, but um, I think he's going to play here. Um, The offense, again, should put up big numbers against the Lions who don't play any defense. And uh, if the Vikings are going to be putting up points, Goff's going to be playing from behind, which isn't good. This leads to turnovers. He likes to throw pick sixes too. So 31-17 type of game. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, this is a spot where the Vikings really need to make a statement. And being eight and a half really says a lot here. I like the Vikings here to win this by double digits. And I actually really like the over here, 49 and a half. Uh, when it comes to Detroit, they're 4-1 in the last five games as a road underdog. Uh, they tend to get those 
points at the end of the game to build up that over, you know, the garbage points, as you will. Mm -hmm. The Lions are notorious for that. And then Minnesota in general, they're always like a team that we always talk about defense, but Kirk Cousins has been putting up those points. Maybe that's giving them a little more comfortability, if you will. The mm -hmm. over is 4-0 for the Vikings in their last four games, falling against the spread loss. So, yeah, I, I think this is this is where we need to go with it. We need to go Vikings minus 8.5 and, and the over under at 49.5. Uh, the next game we're going into is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are laying 3.5 points. The over under is 45.5 for us. This is actually a great game. I like the under here. I mean, you got Hurts. He put up big numbers, but he does it against bad defenses. Um, the best defense that he faced this year was the 49ers, and they gave up. Uh, it looks like they scored 11 points in that game. Um, they couldn't score in the red zone. I remember watching that game. The 49ers also had key guys that were hurt on defense. Um, they were taking advantage of Josh Norman in that game, and they still couldn't put up any points. Um, so facing the Panthers on the road, this is going to be their toughest test of the season. Um, then you got uh, the Eagles side, the Eagles defense, they give up big numbers, uh, 41 last week uh, or 42 last week to the Chiefs, 41 two weeks ago to uh, the Cowboys. So two high powered offenses, though. So everyone's going to think that the defense is terrible. Um, but these are just two teams that like to play defense. Um, the Eagles defense uh, actually are only giving up uh, their seventh in the NFL and giving up passing yards allowed. So it's pretty impressive after they've just given up two huge games. Um, the defense isn't as bad as what people think they are. So 21 to 17, um, I think the Eagles probably lose, but it's a close game. Yeah, uh, I like the under as well. This is the perfect under number mm -hmm. right here, especially with all the points that have been going on between the Eagles. This line is screaming under right here. I think the Eagles are a little bit more alive than you're giving them credit for. Um, mm -hmm. I think you only have to watch out for Darnold for the most part, getting a rushing touchdown. I think he did it twice last week. Uh, hopefully the Eagles can look at some tape and be like, hey, this guy keeps running for like 10-yard TDs over here. So, uh I think I this heard, is a desperation game for the Eagles. Yeah, I heard he, he set a record or something in the first five games. He's got the most rushing touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> this is a big game for the Eagles. They need to figure something out here. Mm -hmm. Can they really go where they are? They're one and three, correct? Yeah, yeah. They're one and three. Are they, are they going to really? I mean, we weren't really that big on the Eagles this year, but will they go mm -hmm. one and four here? I mean, it's a possibility, it's but a possibility. I think. I think I think it's a possibility, but I think the three and a half points is plenty. It could be a heartbreaking field goal game or the Eagles winning outright. Uh, I'll take the birds plus three and a half. I have no problem taking that, but the under mm -hmm. is definitely the play here. And you know, we've been agreeing on some games here. That's that's mm -hmm. a good sign for you guys because yeah. uh we're yeah, we haven't talked about these games at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all about the all Eagles offensive line too. Lane Johnson, he's mm -hmm. personal problems, he hasn't come back to the team yet. So uh, definitely need him back with the team because I remember Wentz, his record was terrible when Lane Johnson wasn't in. So definitely need him back. Yeah. Uh, next game, the Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are laying one point. The over-under, Russ, again, 39 and a half. What are we doing here? I know. I don't know what's going on this year. I just love these unders, man. Uh, this is another under game for me. Um, just by looking at the line, the Broncos aren't favored in this game. So it's telling me Bridgewater isn't playing in this game for the Steelers to be favored in this game. That means Locke's going to be playing. I, they, I feel like the Broncos said they're actually, uh, Fangio is trying to find a quarterback. So oh my um, that's how bad Locke is right now. Wow. Yeah. So, that's um, last good. year the teams faced off and the score was uh 26, 21. So there was actually a lot of points scored 47 points. So 
I love that people like looking back, say, oh, last year this they scored 47 points, but that was a Steelers team that actually had a good offensive line. They lost all their offensive linemen this year. They can't score points. Uh, both teams aren't going to be able to score at all. This is just – this should be another one that's going to probably drop down to 39 points. So I would grab this under now while you can. So I definitely like the under. Yeah, both these offenses just haven't been that great. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I believe Jerry Judy's out. I mean, that was a big part of their offense before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was such a killer for them. He's been out. And then now that Bridgewater, is he going to pass protocol? That's like the number one thing. Mm-hmm. If he passes protocol, I think Broncos are definitely the play here. Uh, I talked about the last game with the over 39 and a half in the big spread. This is kind of the opposite over here. This is mm-hmm. a low spread. With the yeah. low over under, this is a dog kind of situation. I feel like uh, Broncos getting that point, I feel like, is a good spot here. Even that's crazy because you know what? Even Denver, uh, like they even started a wide receiver, you know, <laughs> like oh, uh, yeah, at quarterback. Look at that mess last year with COVID. And everything. <laughs> I don't think they'll get that desperate. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think they know, I think they know that doesn't work out too well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, if I had to take a side. Pittsburgh has been bad. I mean, I remember I hear I heard you talking about before when Big Ben scored a touchdown. He was celebrating like he won the Super yep. Bowl. Like he couldn't believe it. And that's he never like a one, good he sign. gets one touchdown a game and he's like looking around like, holy shit, I scored a touchdown. Like, <laughs> what the <laughs> you threw a deep pass to Deontay Johnson. Thank God he had Deontay Johnson back last week because he was out the week yeah. before that. So luckily he came back for him. Right. Or he would have had zero touchdowns. <laughs> uh, there you go, Russ. I got a little uh, update for you over here. Our uh, boy Martin checking and he says Cardinals up one nothing end of the third oh okay feeling sure froggy the, over there in the end baseball of the third world. okay yes i just had a feeling i i sent out a free pick about taking the under tonight i just knew uh scherzer's gonna be dealing i'm sure and uh but not gonna talk all baseball so no no but <laughs> you're the man when it comes to baseball man yeah they, they know this if you follow my vegas line reader he's the best baseball guy out there i, I always send all my people that want to bet baseball to you so guys be sure to follow him especially during besides the football seasons of course come on man you're making you're making me blush over here oh come on man i gotta you know (laughs) give credit where credit's due so you know you talk about mac in the pac-12 and everything you know exactly i listen to you when it comes to the mac man yeah man you know for your ball state pick this oh man well we'll (laughs) soon find out late enough we'll see we'll see what happens there but on to the next game anyway we got the saints at the washington football team uh, Washington is getting two points and the over under is 44 Russ. Uh, I like the Washington football team here in this spot. I just, I can't trust the saints. I mean, whenever I see them, they're just a team that I'm fading this year. So when I see them in a favorite spot, this is when I'm just going to go against them. Nothing looks good with the saints here. I mean, Winston's played four games so far. He's averaging 153 passing yards a game. It's absolutely awful. Um, so the offense isn't doing much. He doesn't have any good ro- wide receivers to throw to on that team. Uh, the defense is also still banged up, and they're 31st in the NFL in sacks a game, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, Washington, this is just a good spot where I just feel like you're just buying, they're just playing terrible defense right now, 30 points per game on defense. I mean, this team, I said before the season, we both talked about it, that the Mm -hmm. defense um, wasn't going to be as good as they were last year. Everybody was hyping them up, but 30 points per game so far, that's just absolutely crazy. The defense is not that bad. So I just feel like they're at home in this game. The over-under is only 44. I just feel like they're going to hold the Saints. I'm very confident. I think they're going to hold them under literally 
10 points. That's how confident I'm in this game. Washington's next two games are against the Chiefs and the Packers. So those are going to be two higher uh, scoring games. So I just feel like this has to be a defensive low scoring game. I say Washington 24 to 13 type of score. Yeah, I mean, that'll definitely hit the over, uh, the under right yeah, there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that just hits a good right there. 44 is a low number, a typical mm-hmm. under kind of game. Uh, I like where your head's at there. Uh, I know that you feel that Washington's going to be the team this week. Uh, the underdog is 4-1 in the last five meetings when they have played for take it for what it's worth and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog has been barking here, especially. Uh, they gave me a heart attack last week. I'm not going to lie. But we no, got we got yeah, yeah, that was a tough game at Falcons too, playing on turf on the road. Yeah, so. The fast turf, yeah. Um, it, the thing is with the Saints, um, the two games that they were favored this year, they didn't cover the two games as favorites, but they've covered the two games as dogs. So they're just a team that's playing good as a dog and are not playing well as a favorite. There's just certain teams that play like that. Yeah, Usually the, bad teams. Yeah, and the trends <laughs> show it for sure. So I mean, right. yeah, I will be on with you with the Washington football team. I'll hold my nose and uh, go from there but uh I, th- I think you're in the right direction now you know it's mm-hmm. just it, it it sometimes we have to stay away from that public perception we always talk about it and i, I preach it all the time and mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it here again because I, I was happy with that cover we really liked them that week and that was kind of not the best spot for him but we felt mm-hmm. that was the right play and it worked out you know sometimes yeah. those games work out for you that way but we'll roll with them another another week so let's do that so the oh, next yeah. game we're gonna get into is the chicago bears at the Raiders, Raiders are laying five. The over/under once again forty-four. Russ, uh, this is another under game here. Um, I was gonna side with the Bears, but I just I can't trust. Uh, I can't trust. Well, I can now. I'm losing his name Fields. already. Fields. Yes, right. thank you. I can't trust Fields in this game um, on the road at the Raiders. The Raiders have a good front four, so that makes me nervous. So that's why I just feel like this is an under type of game here. Um, I also think the Raiders are overrated. They took advantage of banged up defenses early in the season. Um, if you watched them last week, you would have seen that the Chargers defense was getting pressure on the Raiders pretty easily. Um, and now they're facing the Bears, who actually are number one in sacks on the season. So this is definitely an t- under game for me, 20 to 14 type of game. I'll take the under all day. Yeah, uh, the Bears, just in general, are the worst passing team by Mm -hmm. yards in the NFL, which is shocking because you have terrible teams like the Texans and other teams like that, which blows my mind because I don't know Mills isn't having the least amount of passing yards. Every time I see him, he hands the ball off. But uh, the pass defense of the Raiders has actually been decent, ranked 13th this year in the NFL. Not not great, not bad. Mm -hmm. But so I'm looking at this game. It's going to be tough because the Raiders defense did look pretty good. They they were able to get some some sort of work, and they were just putting bad spots constantly with the charge because the charge defense was just balling the whole time. But uh, this under, I think this is the right spot right here for the most part. I actually kind of like the Bears here to take get mm-hmm. these points right here. If the Raiders didn't get like dominated that game, I would have loved the Bears even more. But this could just be like a pissed off like kind of game where the Raiders just – come out here and they just want to take it to the bears. But uh, I think the unders to play here and then we just stay away from the side because it, it could go either way, honestly. So what's your take from that Raiders chargers game? Like, do you feel that game was close? Or do you feel like the chargers dominated the game? 
I feel like the Chargers dominated that game, yeah. honestly. That, I think Herbert looked absolutely amazing. That's uh, what I said. As far as the defense was for the Chargers, they got after it. Their corners mm-hmm. were nasty. Definitely. Bosa was good. I mean, they 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 just were nasty on all cylinders on defense. That's, I don't think I've been hearing really all yeah, about it. I've been hearing all over the radio and on TV. They're all like, oh, the Raiders, this game was a lot closer than people must have had the Raiders or something. Cause they're like, this game yeah. was a lot closer than it was. I'm like, no, just because you came back and you were down seven points. I was never nervous in that game. I'm just like, all right, the chargers are just going to win here. I'm like, they've been comfortably getting, picking up the third downs all game. So um, I was just curious what uh, your perspective of that. Yeah. Game and was. honestly, their offense was in the negatives, like for the entire game, David Carr yeah. with his weapons and everything with the run game and everything. And mm-hmm. for that defense to really shut them down that bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it, it was yeah, he chucked up one ball and got a pass interference call. Yeah. And then he threw another deep pass to rugs. They didn't do any consistency on offense at all. No, it was just it was a mess, and Jacobs is still banged up, so that's also still a question. He's playing, but he's mm-hmm. still been banged up. So, this Raiders team is uh, getting in their way a little bit. They're 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 having a tough time. It's going to mm-hmm. be tough for them down the road. They got a little lucky at the beginning of the season, but now things are coming to fruition right now. Definitely. Uh, the next game is the Cleveland Browns at the LA Chargers. We just talked about the Chargers are laying two points. The over under is forty six and a half for us. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. This week is just very tough with the spreads this week. It's very tough matchups. This is another under game for me. Um, Two teams that I have making the playoffs here just has that type of atmosphere. I just see both of these quarterbacks. They complete uh, a lot of passes and there's going to be some a lot of running in this game. So definitely confident more in the under here. I feel it's like a 24, 23 type of game. But spread wise, I just I like both of these teams from the start of the season. So I can't really pick this game. I would probably maybe side with the Chargers here just because the Browns won a big game last week on the road uh, against the Vikings. So um, probably a better spot for the Chargers here. Hopefully uh, the Browns don't take over the stadium. Yeah, I know, right? So, so when I'm looking at both an offensive defensive sides here, Cleveland's pass def- pass offense is terrible. It's 26 in the NFL, but the Chargers' pass defense is ranked fifth. If you look at the yeah. other end over here, Cleveland's running offense is number one in the NFL, and then the, the Chargers' uh, rush defense is 29th in the NFL. So mm. you both get both ends right here, and it's like which one's going to bend, which one's going to break, who's going to really take over. Uh, I always tend to side with the quarterback over here in the NFL. You know, it's a quarterback driven mm-hmm. league and Baker Mayfield, you know, he hasn't been overwhelming. I really like what Herbert's doing this year. He's been getting the ball out really quick and he's been able just to sit in there and just fire away, take his hits, everything like that. Uh, Eckler's been pretty decent. He's been, he's starting to pick it up now a little bit. So uh, this under does look good, but I, I have to side with the Chargers here. I think this is just mm-hmm. you're going, you're staying back to back home games right here. I think that you're getting more comfortability with your young quarterback being at home again after a Monday night game. It's a short week, but I think it's good for this kind of quarterback to keep his mojo and you know the whole flow going. So give me the Chargers minus two here. Nice. Uh, next game is the New York football giants at the Dallas Cowboys. The line is now minus seven. The over under is 52 and a half for us. Yeah. I like the Cowboys here. I've been hearing a lot of talk also all over the radio. People are just saying that they like the giants just cause it's a division game. I've been hearing that a lot this week. 
Um, but I just feel like this is more of a perfect spot for the Cowboys. They seem to be getting lucky all year with these perfect spots. So now um, they get to face the Giants, who have a ton of injuries. Uh, last week, they got the Giants snuck away with the win, actually, last week. Plus seven dog last week. So now that Dallas gets to face Giants coming in here on the road. Uh, Giants were actually down double double digits, like down 10 with like seven minutes left in that game, somehow pulled off the win in that game. Um, so Giants are just still a bad team. We talked about Blake Martinez a couple weeks ago. He's loves to stop the run when the Cowboys get moving, when Zeke's going to be getting the ball and Pollard's going to be getting the ball here. I just feel like they're going to wear down the Giants here. Um, so I feel like it's going to be controlled type of game. I think it's going to be like a 31 20 type of game. I think the Cowboys win this pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, with your Cowboys, uh, scenario pretty much going on here. If you mm. want to get inside the stats for the most part, uh, total yards for the NFL, uh, for the offense, they're ranked third in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys are mm-hmm. and defensively giving up yards. Uh, the New York giants. What, are yeah. What about second. the giants? What they're are 22nd. they? Second. So they do have a big advantage as far as the offensive side of the ball goes. And then Mm -hmm. the rush defense hasn't been that great for the Giants either. They're ranked 20th Mm -hmm. in NFL, and the Cowboys are ranked second in the NFL in rushing yards. So that's something else to look at as well. I love the over here. I think Mm -hmm. this is going to be a really high-scoring game. I think both defenses aren't going to be able to do much here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cowboys pass defense is ranked 31st in the NFL when it comes to passing yards. And actually, the Giants are ranked 7th offensively passing yards in the NFL, which I was kind of shocked about because Mm. I guess Daniel Jones getting more time, being more elusive, those kind of things. The passing yards, it's been 282 and a half passing yards per, per game for the New York Giants offense. So uh Daniel Jones he hasn't been making too many mistakes he's been getting a little bit better I don't think people are talking about that as much and I think that's going to lead to the over so I am more on the over side when it comes to yeah, it but I've, no okay I'm sorry I'm just saying if if uh if anyone does like the Giants in this game I would just say to take their uh total points over because mm-hmm. I had that stat last week the last seven games Dak pressed that Dak has played at home He's averaging like 40 points per game. So Daniel Jones, the only way that they cover this is if he keeps up with them and he's got to get over, what is it? It's probably not that much in the 20s. He's got to hit um, in order to hit this. Uh, what is that? Probably. Yeah, I'll check it out for you right now. He's got to hit. Yeah. yeah, let me check that out right now. Let's see. Let's see here. Let's get. Or it would be like quick. 22 points around there. It would probably be 21 and yeah, a half. Yeah, probably points. give or take around there. I'm just mm-hmm. not seeing it at this moment in time. But uh, game props, let's see. Uh, Giants team total points is over 22 and a half points. Mm-hmm. So. so that's what I'm saying. I, if people like the Giants spread, I would just take the over on his points. Because if they score under 22 and a half points, there's no way I feel like they're going to cover that game. No, you never. know what I mean? So. No, and I honestly, I actually kind of like that over now that you mm-hmm. brought that up. That was a really good point. Over 22 and a half points of the Giants. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to cover, but I know they're going to score over two, 22 and a half points. That's you get three touchdowns and and a field goal. I think that's more than doable against this defense. Especially. Yeah, I just have no clue what I'm getting out of Daniel Jones. He's been right. like hit or miss. Like he, what did he do? He had a great game against Washington. Remember, he was lights out. And then he, against the Falcons, he did nothing. It's just like, what, what Daniel Jones are we going to get? You know, right? 
Hey, so exactly. But let's move on to our next game here. We got the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are laying five and a half points. The over under is 49 and a half. I like the 49ers here, actually. Um, I love that Garoppolo actually got hurt. I've been waiting for it all season. Um, so I see Trey Lance starting in this spot because the spread's actually talking to me um, why it went up to five and a half. So this is definitely um, a line that's showing me that Trey Lance is going to play here. Um, Cardinals have an average defense. I mean, people are still talking up that they have a great defense, but I don't trust it right now. If I, if they show me that they play some good defense here, then I'll trust that the Cardinals are actually, uh, might be an elite team this year, but, uh, Kyler Murray, he doesn't cover as, uh, as a favorite. He's five and eight in his career as a favorite. Um, so the 49ers are going to be pissed off. They just lost the division game. Um, they got a great coach. So I just feel like them getting points. This is a good spot here. 28, 24 type of game. Um, give me the 49ers. Yeah, the underdog in this matchup is 5-0-1, their last six meetings. Oh, wow. So so Shanahan has been a good dog in this in this matchup, and I think this mm -hmm. is a great spot. Uh, we jumped on Seattle last week. We absolutely loved the fact that Russ Wilson did not win the last two times and lost against the spread. That was a desperation game mm -hmm. for the Seahawks. This is the same kind of thing that the 49ers are going to need to get into, plus 5.5. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, I think this might just be an under kind of game. I think you're mm -hmm. going to get a really hard fought game that five and a half is going to come into play. It's going to be a tight game. And if it's going to be a tight game, it's going to be a low scoring game. So I like the under as well, but I'm right there with you. 49 yeah. plus five and a half. Yeah. And I just feel like it's always great when you have a dog and Trey Lance can use his legs. So even mm -hmm. if like we're down 10 points, they could just come down and just get a back door, you know, they'll just give that right up. So definitely like this uh, game getting points. Yeah, uh, and is it official yet that Trey Lance is playing, or is it just kind of talk? I right can now? just tell by this line. That's why with the Bridgewater line and this line, I could just tell going to five and a half. Like this spread would be at four or something. I just feel mm -hmm. like the cart, the Cardinals should not be favored by this many points. So it kind of makes sense that Trey Lance is playing, and I think this over under dropped actually from fifty three to forty nine. I think yeah. I saw like mm -hmm. some movement on that. So I think. Um, that's why there's uh, some movement on that. Yeah, absolutely. So then we're going to go to Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are laying two and a half points. The over-under is 56 and a half for us. Where are we going with this night game? I'm actually going to take the Bills here. Uh, the Bills want revenge. Uh, they were actually knocked out of the playoffs last year versus the Chiefs, and uh, the Chiefs' defense just looks much worse than last year, and the Bills' defense actually – looks much better than last year. So I think the Bills are more improved. They're more balanced team this year. I actually like them. Their problem last year is the defense was a little iffy and they didn't have a run game. Um, but I definitely like them this season. Um, the Chiefs defense, they just seem like they have so many issues. Um, and then last week, the Chiefs, they didn't punt one time in that game last week. This is going to be a different style type of game. The Bills are going to be jacked up for this game. They're, they're actually going to see a defense uh, the Chiefs have been facing some pretty easy uh, defenses. So I think it's going to be a crazy game still, 35-34 type of game. I mean, I would side with the over, of course, in this game. I think the game gets nuts. Um, so I would probably parlay that, the Bills, with the over. Yeah, I have to agree with you. The Bills, uh, plus the points here, uh, a nice revenge factor that's going to be on your side. We talk about the revenge tour on the college side, which mm -hmm. we will get into later. But uh, 
this is what it really comes down to. The Chiefs defense stinks. It's really right. bad. And we know how Josh Allen, how good he can be. Uh, even if Bill's defense is somewhat decent, uh, I just don't know if they're going to be able to catch up with the Bills this week. Uh, there's a lot of revenge factor with this as well. I mean, points scored. No one scores more points against a defense, you know, than, you know, the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense mm-hmm. gives up the most points. Uh, that over does look good. And I'll, I'll ride with you there with the Buffalo Bills plus two and a half. Yeah, because last week was for the Chiefs. It was one of those big motivation. They lost a couple games like this is a get right game defense come out. Defense didn't do anything. So for the defense to have to come out and do something and they still gave up 30 points, that just that shows you that they definitely have some issues. Absolutely. And we're going to go to Monday night, Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens, minus six and a half, the over under 45. Russ, where are we going? Um, I actually like the Ravens here. Um, The Colts, they got their first win last week, but I'm not going to go nuts just because they beat Jacoby Brissett, one of the worst quarterbacks right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Wentz, he's just not mobile right now at all. Who knows if he's still not moving with those two sprained ankles from a couple weeks ago. Um, And the team still has a bunch of injuries. The offensive line, they got two or three guys that are still banged up. Um, And the Ravens are a team. They're actually one of the teams that actually blitz the most. So I don't trust Wentz with the Ravens blitzing a lot in this game. Um, And the Ravens are at home. I just feel like the crowd, they'll probably be jacked up for this game. It's it's still an AFC type of game, so they'll be motivated to win this game. So 27-17 type of game, I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, this is an interesting game. Uh, I saw the line when it first came out. It was seven and a half. I, I like the Colts in the spot getting over a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens uh, really haven't impressed me too much this year. I know they had that win against Kansas City, which was nice, but we have to remember how bad Kansas City's defense really is. Uh, Lamar's dealing with some uh, injury issues as well, so he's been banged okay. up too. So both quarterbacks, both banged up. If I can get over a touchdown here, I do like the Colts here, but I see this being an under game. I think that, you know, just get through this game. You know, it's going to be ugly. Uh, that's perfect for an under kind of game. So I'm mm-hmm. actually more about the under for 45. Definitely. That's and what's it at? 48, right? 45. Oh, it's at four. Oh, so that's what I was just that's what I was just going to say. So I put my lines up pretty early or I do a lot of my information yeah, early in the week. Yep. Um, so I look at my number and I see it was at 48. So it's dropped down to 45 It's pretty crazy. So, yep. uh, definitely, uh, an under is a smart play there. Yeah. And now that we're done the NFL card right now, we're going to get into college. We got four games to, uh, that we're going to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two marquee games we're going to get into now the red river shootout, if you will, uh, Oklahoma at Texas at the cotton bowl. So it's not really at Texas, but it's at the cotton bowl. Uh, the Longhorns getting three and a half. The over under us is 63 and a half. Where are we going here? Russ? I'm racking my brain on this game. This is something that I'm actually just going to throw it to you for this game. Okay. Cause it just seems so I'm looking at Oklahoma. I've seen all their games. They're just winning all these like ugly close games. that I saw Nebraska and all that. It's just like, I don't like both of these teams. So, um, whenever I don't like both the teams, I just say, let's throw it over to Chris. Okay, fair enough. No problem. I have no problem touching this game right here. Look, I I was seeing this game going to be like maybe if Oklahoma was playing how Oklahoma was supposed to be playing, Mm -hmm. uh, this should be should have been like a touchdown, like seven and a half point favorite for Oklahoma. 
but it's at three and a half. This line's low for mm-hmm. a reason. Uh, Texas offense has been pretty dominant besides the Arkansas game. Uh, they've been averaging 43.8 points a game. The running game's been great with the running backs. They've been getting at least six yards a carry. Uh, Robinson's led this group. Casey Thompson at QB. He's been solid. 71% completion passage, uh, you know, completion uh, percentage. He's been, he's been pretty good here. Oklahoma. I mean, Spencer Rattler, he's been the big talk for the Heisman. He's actually having a much better year than people are giving him credit for. Uh, Marvin Mims. He's been excellent. Averaging 18 yards a catch. The defense is what I have an issue with Russ. This Mm -hmm. defense was supposed to be one of the best in the entire nation. And this defense has shown up, hasn't shown up, back and forth, Kansas State game. Skylar Thompson comes back. Mm-hmm. They peep, they play. They give them a hard time. They've had some hard times here. This hasn't been – the run game's been terrible for Oklahoma, which I think has been a, a really bad point for them. Their offensive line hasn't been that good either. Uh, this defense just hasn't lived up to the hype. Uh, I'm all about the Longhorns. I think they could win this game outright. Uh, I don't know if Oklahoma can squeak out another win over here. The Longhorns are five and one against the spread at neutral site games, so uh, they they're good at these kind of games. I know this is the Sarkeesian, you know this is this is his new era going on, and he's a good coach. You know he's just had some bad spots here and there uh, throughout his career, which is you know troubles and things of that nature and everything. But give me the Longhorns plus three and a half here, Russ. Yeah, there, there's a bright spot. I'm a little impressed with Texas because uh, I saw. Th- Everyone, there was so much action on Texas last week. Everybody mm-hmm. had them. I think they just barely covered the spread by one yeah. point or something. And I love when I see Twitter going nuts. It's like hundred. I'm like, just click on. I see 150,000 tweets, and everyone's just loading up on Texas. I'm like, everyone's going down this week. But somehow they, uh, everyone got lucky, and it looked like they uh, covered by a point in that game. So definitely a look ahead game for them, and they still covered the spread. So. Um, Texas is looking solid. So I, I would side with you with Texas on that game. Yeah. So the uh, next game we're getting into is a big, big 10 matchup. This is the biggest matchup on mm-hmm. the card. Penn state at Iowa plus now it's plus one and a half. The over under is 41 Russ. What do we like? Yeah, here? I'm with, uh, I like Penn state here and the line he's even talking to me. I mean, you got a third ranked team and a fourth ranked team. And you always got to love the team that's on the road and they're getting under a field goal. Um, That's just telling you that's the Penn State kind of line right here. Um, And Iowa actually blew them out last year, 41 to 21. Mm -hmm. So definitely big revenge here for Penn State. Um, And Penn State's much improved this season. I can just see them uh, taking down Iowa here um, after Iowa impressed everyone with a big victory. So you see Iowa with that huge victory. And now they're at home. Everyone's like, wow, they killed Maryland and they're only minus two and a half. You're going to get a lot of sucker bets on Iowa in this game. So give me Penn State all day. Yeah, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, mm-hmm. that Maryland game, a lot of people loved Maryland last week as mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah, and they got absolutely happen. murdered with Iowa. Yeah. So what I'm looking at with this game pretty much is uh, Penn State has just been dominant. They've had some good games. I really like what Clifford's doing. He's been absolutely fantastic. He's thrown for 1,300 yards this season. The run game hasn't been that good. But Dotson, I absolutely love Dotson at the wideout position. He'll be Mm -hmm. a first-round pick this year. He's been absolutely nasty. Leads the team in touchdowns with six and receiving yards. And Penn State is ranked 16th in the country for causing turnovers this season. So they can get after it on the defensive side and cause some havoc. Uh, 
Iowa talking about it. They came off that dominant Maryland win. Uh, this Iowa team isn't your typical Iowa team. The run game is very underwhelming, but the pass game's been solid. Uh, 60% of the bets have been on, on Iowa, like you were talking about, and the line's going down. We absolutely love this scenario when people are betting the other team that we do not like, and then the line's going down. It's reversing in our favor. Uh, Penn State's defense is ranked 33rd in the country in total yards, and Iowa's offensive total yards is ranked 119th in the country, Russ. 119th in the country, <laughs> offensive total yards. Penn State will score on this defense. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. So I like Penn State here. They're 5-2 against the spread in their last seven meetings against Iowa. So they've been been able to cover against this team. Give me any Lions. I, I like them at 3.5. It went down to 1.5. I don't care. I, this oh, dog wow. It's is down live. to 1.5. Nice. Yep. It's down to 1.5. Give me the Nittany Lions plus 1.5 and, and the outright. Nice. I'll jump into a couple games that you actually like this week. Um, we got Utah at USC. The spread's at minus three. Who are you liking in that game? Uh, I really like Utah here. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is kind of a weird situation. I'm not going to lie here. Uh, Utah uh, won 24-13 against Washington State. USC, they won it easily against Colorado, 37-14. Utah is coming off this bye. Double revenge game. This is good starting points for this game right here. USC covered both times, and USC won by 16. Now the line is three. Even with the QB situation that's going on for the youth with Cameron rising, uh, starting the last two games, the QB uh, situation has not been good. The run game is what is giving this offense the power that it needs. Three running backs, at least six yards of carry, led by Bernard, who leads the team in rushing yards. He's a little banged up right now, so I'm not sure if he's going to be out or not, but I don't think that's too alarming because I think the team as a whole has been running really well. Um, even without the great play, uh, as far as the QB goes, the wideout group has been pretty solid. All f- uh, f- four of them have uh, averaged at least 11 yards a catch. So while the QB play hasn't been that good, the wide receivers have stepped up in these big explosive plays, which I really like. Uh, the uh, tight end duo of uh, Brant Keithy and uh, Dalton uh, Kincaid, they lead the team in receiving yards. They really like using these tight ends here. And Utah is 0-4 against the spread this season, Russ. So I like this spot right here. Everyone is taking USC right here. This is the perfect spot where the books are going to be able to hit everybody right here when everyone's going to be taking USC. I'm not falling for it. This USC team, we talked about them on the first show how much I loved them. They've had a coaching issue. He got fired. Uh, they've been back and forth. Slovitz mm-hmm. has been so inconsistent this year, quarterback. Uh, he's had seven TDs, four picks. The offense hasn't been as special as I thought it was going to be this year. And with 72% of the public money taking USC and the line is going down, uh, if you were part of the Discord, I put this bet in at plus four. So if you were a subscriber, you got plus four with me right here. Now it's down to three. The line's going down with all this USC money coming in, I will be more than happy to take Utah plus three. And I like the under because the run game is going to be utilized here. So uh, give me the Utes plus three. I actually saw you put that game up. I actually uh, did like that, actually. I was checking that out. Uh, definitely like Utah. I had them as a team that should be improved this year. So I'm a little disappointed how they've been playing so far. Um, and just saw something real quick. USC, it looks like they have, uh, Notre Dame coming up. So you always know that's a big game uh, that they get excited for. Um, they have a bye and then they play Notre Dame 
Um, so definitely would be a great spot for Utah to take advantage of them here. And actually, we got a we got a message from the board. My boy Mitch is checking in. He's got a barn burner for me. UConn, Whoa. UMass. I'm Ooh, cracking you up because got. I yeah. Did you see this line at all? Did you see this I, at I all? I see the line. Yes, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I couldn't believe my eyes, man. I saw UConn was favored on the road. I think it was minus yes, three and a half. That is correct. UConn uh, is a favorite on the road, minus three and a I'm half. Sorry, but when I see when I see a bad team favored. I mean, I mean, it tells me that UConn should cover this game. Actually, there's actually a team worse than UConn, so I would take UConn here, Mitch. Yeah, just, I, I mean, mean the line I'll just tell you right now the fact they're favored on the road, right? So that's that's yeah. pretty nuts. They would be favored over a touchdown if they were home. That's just mm-hmm. absurd. I'll tell you what here. This game in general is just the toilet bowl of all toilet bowls. I'm glad he brought this up over here. <laughs> this this is over- yeah. How much How much are the tickets? I might take a drive, dude. Oh, <laughs> dude. I think it's free admission. <laughs> I think it's free admission. <laughs> I That'd hope be a nice so. little Saturday over here. I don't think I can convince the wife for me that I'm going to one of the worst games in America. Yeah, so. I think she'll think you're lying, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Like I'm up to no good or something, which I don't do anything. But that's besides the point here and there. Oh, but man. The over-under is 56 and a half. Two really bad teams. <laughs> this has got to be an over here, Russ. 56 yeah. and a half. I, no I cannot imagine. Right. I would have thought this game would have been like 44, 43. The over-under it's, it's, what's, what's, so the, what's the over-under at? 56 and a half. Uh, okay. I thought you said 46 and a half. So, yeah, definitely an over type of game. Yeah, so, said. Mitch, I actually would just take the over. Uh, just watch ESPN 8 or 10 with the camcorder guy. Uh, just enjoy the points. I would just take the over. That seems like the right play to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be talking about that later. I want, I want to know what the results are. I'm going to be looking up that game. I'm telling you, that's an over game. I might just put that in. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. You have to go on the discord and see if I'm going to play. Oh yeah. I don't know if you're feeling that froggy. We'll see. I know I was feeling froggy last week and I was able to get out alive. So we'll see what happens. Uh, (laughs) um so you have one more game that you actually like and i'm kind of curious who you're gonna pick because i actually actually had this game on my radar too uh we got boise state at byu and byu is minus six in this game yeah so uh boise state at byu minus six the over under is 56 and a half boise state losing to the nevada wolfpack 31 to 41 that came out of nowhere byu Mm. won against utah state 34 to 20 Pure domination going on. Everyone loved Utah State. I had them at the right point against Air Force. Then I jumped right off. Everybody else was still on them, and then that was a hot mess. So we got Utah State at the right point as a dog winning outright at that point. Uh, Speaking of revenge tour, that was Mm -hmm. one of those revenge tour games as well. But as far as this Boise State game going here, uh, Boise's coming off this loss. You're getting more points now because of this. This is the biggest game of the year, Russ. Um, Mm -hmm. How many times have you seen Boise State have a double revenge game? I know. I, c- I couldn't believe that. I just I was been looking at it the past couple, uh, an hour ago when I was looking at the game. I was like, you what don't the see hell? this often with a Boise State team. Mm-hmm. We're going to take advantage of it. BYU killed them 51 to 17 last year, and the line is still the same with BYU being ranked 10th in the entire country. Hank mm-hmm. Bachmeyer has been real solid this year, quarterback 11 TDs, 1,500 passing yards. Uh, he's a junior. He wants to win this game. His last two years, they've been getting their butts whooped by the Cougars over here. So this is very personal to him as well. But Khalil Shakir, he's been amazing. These games I've watched for Boise State at wideout, he catches 
everything. This dude is unreal. He's got to be in the league once he's uh, – I, I don't know what year he, he is off the top of my head, but he's definitely going to be a guy in the league because he is absolutely nasty. But Boise State – passing yards uh 18th in the country BYU pass defense is ranked 99th in the country Russ this team has been dominating but that pass defense has not been good Bachmeyer should be able to eat here uh what are your thoughts about this game I actually I, I agree with you I like Boise State here it's it's more of just me fading BYU I mean they're in the top 10 I, I just this team should not be in the top 10 it's absolutely crazy I can't wait till they play an actual good team um, cause I, I'm a little bitter cause I had, uh, I've been hot the past couple of weeks in college football. And I think three weeks ago I had Arizona state against BYU mm. and some of the craziest plays happened in that game. BYU somehow won that game. They should have, had a, they should have lost that game. Dude, Arizona state had like 16 penalties in that game or something. And I have to look back at this game. It was like one of the craziest like turnovers where they got like an interception and then gave the ball right back or something. It was like. I got to look this back up again because it was some crazy shit that was going on in that game. Um, but BYU, now they're in the favorite uh, situation here. Um, and even if BYU does win the game, you got to think it's going to be a close game at that anyway. So um, Boise State is definitely a smart play there. Yeah, and as far as BYU goes, uh, both QBs, Hall and Romney, are banged up and still unclear who's going to play quarterback this week. I mean, there's such a question mark. They really don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be, and that's a big issue. And Neil uh, Powell, Powell and Gunnar Romney, they've been great for the Cougars. I mean, as far as uh, the bright points of this offense, Algiers has been really good running the ball, seven TDs. Uh, the defense is ranked 28th in, country, in the country in takeaways, but the Broncos, they're 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games as a road underdog. Questions about the quarterback on BYU side? Revenge, double revenge on top of that with a team that never has double revenge. Uh, they just came off a loss looking ahead to this game. This is personal. Give me the six points, Russ. Boy, I, I, I just had to play my clip on that game. I actually found it. I'm watching Arizona State. They're down four. <laughs> BYU throws an interception. Arizona State, the guy's taking it to the house, man. The guy catches up to him. He fumbles, and BYU oh, gets man. the ball back. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, how do you do oh, that? Yeah, so just wanted to, just the game I remember. You always no, man. The, Those are some of the games the I remember, man. For yep. sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, they they hurt sometimes, but we get through and oh, we keep yeah. winning every week, Russ. Get That's right what back we've been up doing. Again, right? Absolutely. But uh, thank you guys again for listening, watching. We are podcasted now, so if you want to listen in your car or anywhere else, if you're unable to watch the video, even though we like you guys watching the video as well because, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's great seeing us on, on the screen, of course. But, uh, yeah, as far as the podcasting goes, we're also on there as well. But you can find me at Chris Ebaum. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me on Twitter. Ask me any questions. I'm more than happy to answer them. He's Russ Reese. He's the Vegas line reader. He's also available for all your questions and needs. And uh, Russ, let's go have another winning week again. Definitely. Yeah, appreciate all the guys asking questions. Don't hesitate to ask us uh, every week uh, for advice. You can also ask Anthony advice uh, for DFS too. And I uh, appreciate the support, guys. If you could just hit the like button uh, to get us more noticed and subscribe so you guys don't miss these videos every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yep, absolutely, guys. Uh, be sure to spread the word about Tackle the Board. And Russ, let's go make that money. It's going to be another winning week. Let's go.